0: Well hello my friends and good Monday morning to you. My name is Roger. Today is February 8th and you have found your way to the Barnabas Bridge and we're thankful that you have. We like to think that you would feel comfortable coming by here Monday through Friday, sitting down with us just for a while and going through God's Word and uh, just kind of walking away from here, hopefully with the desire at least, to, to be encouraged for the day. Today we're going to talk about prayer, and we're going to do that every day this week, kind of as our custom to have a subject for the week. And the way I like to do it is ask myself the question, you know, if we're talking about prayer, what does my prayer look like? And so I hope you do the same and say, how does your prayer look? But, you know, how we have to do it is if I, if I compare my prayer life to yours or yours to mine, however, we might do that, or we make our own judgment and say, ah, you know, my prayer life is pretty good. Neither one of those are quite valid in the life of a believer, because not just in our prayer life, but in all things in our life, uh, we match it up to according to what God says in His Word. And so we dig into the Scriptures and ask that question this week. What does my prayer life look like? Because we're using the Bible as authority, that's where we're going to go all week long to find out what what it should look like, then hopefully we find encouragement to make the needed changes in our life to to align with God's Word. And so just recently, you know, what what does the Bible say about prayer? And just recently a fellow told me that, um, did you know that devotion to prayer is mentioned over 30 times in the book book of Acts alone? And I thought about that, you know, in the book of Acts, if you know a little bit about that history that a lot of the times those folks were uh, being persecuted. They were running for their lives. They had no idea what the next 15 minutes of their life might look like. And and so they turned to prayer and and they were driven to to their knees in, in a literal sense, seeking God's face and His desire and really the comfort that is found there when you're speaking to God. And I think that we not only have that same ability, but we really should have that same motivation because in all reality, none of us know what our next five minutes is even going to bring in our life. And so God is inviting us in throughout Scripture to sit down and have a conversation with Him. And you know, as believers, we say that our God is the creator of all life. He is the sustainer of all life. And He knows what's going to happen, not just in the next 15 minutes, but all eternity in our life. And He's promised to care for us and guide us and love us in all things. And so it seems a little bit off track then, if we don't hunger and thirst after His Word and His desire for what our prayer life should look like. I have an idea. If I talk about those folks in um, Acts, it seemed that their prayer life was one of a constant nature. It seemed like they every time you turn it, tune in there, they're praying about something. And so they're seeking God's face faith, faith constantly. And I think that that's very biblical. I really do. And I, I remember many years ago, I was reading this article about this great preacher or a writer or someone, I can't remember exactly who it was because it's been quite some time. But they asked him, he, they said, How long do you pray when you pray? And he said, well, he said, I guess I, I never really pray longer than 30 minutes. And he kind of thought for just a moment and he says, but then again, I never go 30 minutes without praying. <laughs> at the time I thought, well, that's almost impossible to be praying all the time. But let's look at that a little bit today. And, and I'll tell you what, let's start at a great place in uh, God's Word, in Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. Now this is a God's invitation for us, one of the many God's invitation for us, to come to Him, speak to Him. And in this passage, He even says what the benefits will be when we do so. Philippians chapter 4, beginning in verse number 4, the word of the Lord says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Huh. So this starting out, rejoice always. That most certainly would support our, today's theory that God desires us to pray to Him, speak to Him, seek His face in a constant fashion. Rejoice always. And then it says don't be anxious about anything. And I'll tell you what, that idea of not being anxious in this world is a really uh, a tough thing to do. And, And probably, I guess not probably, most certainly it's an impossible thing to do. But if you're anything like me, when I have anything to come up in my life that I'm anxious about my first inclination then is to lay out the problem on the table and start um, dotting I's and crossing T's and and making plans on how things are going to work out and I'll tell you what that's just not the way God's Word says it should be at all. Instead it would be much more beneficial to me if I'm seeking a solution or the comfort or the peace that God is promising in this scripture, the first thing that I would do is be just like those folks in the book of Acts and be driven to my knees. And there I would find what my Father in Heaven promises, the peace of God that transcends all understanding. Now that phrase, transcends all understanding, is uh, directional in our prayers. Because if we look around this world, just like when we're comparing our prayer life to this world, it's not going to matter. Because if we look in this world to find true, lasting, in peace, it's just not going to happen. And so we seek the peace that transcends worldly understanding. And we take that to the one who is the creator and the sustainer of all of life. That sounds like a good deal, doesn't it? I hope that that's what you can consider today. Every single time that that little alarm bell goes off in your mind, whether it is a reason to give thanks or a reason for concern. And I would imagine in your day you're going to have many of both. But how about instead that we seek our own um, solution? What if we were at least figuratively driven to our knees in constant prayer? It's a very biblical thing. In fact, when Jesus walked this earth, the Master, we could take a cue from Him, and He was always in conversation with the Father. He was never, ever, that you can look in here, there wasn't a time where He wasn't speaking of He and the Father. Almost just an unbelievable combination, no matter where He was, how He walked, in every conversation, his, God was invited in. And so that's what that fella maybe many years ago was talking about. He didn't mean that he went in his prayer closet for 30 minutes every 30 minutes, but his whole life was just a conversation with God the Father. That's a beautiful thing, isn't it? That's my hope for you today. And so I encourage you then. What does your prayer life look like? And how on this day could you move a little bit closer to constant conversation with our beautiful, wonderful Heavenly Father? Folks, thank you so much for coming by. It's always just a great pleasure to have you here. If you want to find out anything more about us here at the Barnabas Bridge, you can go to our website, thebarnabasbridge.org. We have all of our information there and all the places where you can find messages, or even contact us if you desire. So we hope to see you again tomorrow, and we'll carry on this conversation about what does your prayer life look like? We hope you're blessed. We hope you're encouraged. We're going to be praying for you. So take care and be safe out there, people. Bye.